0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective,
1: 2020 on Vision. What do we make of the possibility of emerging from a global pandemic disaster, not in reset, but revival? Today, our special guest is Dr. Camille Magidly, preparing for his special online presentation next Thursday night that you can join in with. It's the Understanding the Times online event next week. And we're blessed to be able to welcome him back to the airwaves today. Dr. Camille Majorly, how are you, brother?
0: I'm good, Matt. How are you?
1: Very good, mate. Now, firstly, we need to get a bit of a weather report. What's it like in the UK right now?
0: Well, last week, it was like summer. It was a gift to Leanne and I because we went on a one-week holiday. And apparently, I'm told, whenever we go on holiday, the weather gets good. (laughs) But uh, the rains are coming even probably as early as today. And so we'll be rained out in the next few days. But other than that, it's it's okay.
1: And we've seen about different restrictions happening in the UK at different times. What's the latest with restrictions for you?
0: You know, to be honest, Matt, I feel like the UK is in liberation mode compared to the reports I'm hearing out of Australia mm. and the comments I'm hearing worldwide about Australia and the Australian reaction to COVID and the never-ending lockdowns. So no, we, we're, we're okay. We can do anything. My only interest at the moment is being able to travel overseas, which now is possible. It's just whether there's quarantines involved or whether there's several COVID tests we have to have, but I, it's being relaxed. Infection rates are going up, but death rates don't seem to be so bad here in the United Kingdom.
1: And tell us about the uh, petrol situation. Have you got some fuel in your tank?
0: I I do at the moment. But the interesting thing is that there was panic buying of petrol and diesel starting last Saturday. I and Leanne happened to be away, you know, 120 miles away from home when this happened. And we're seeing the queues or we're seeing the empty uh, petrol stations and you know, when the petrol station doesn't work and McDonald's electricity goes out so they can't make hamburgers, it's like the end of the world, Matt. Yeah. But anyway, I did what we are all as Christians supposed to do, and that's trust God, look to God, and so on. And it was amazing. We passed a petrol station. There were some cars there. I said, I'm turning in. We waited only 10 minutes, filled the car, and were able to come home safe and sound.
1: Well, glad to hear that you're okay right now. And, uh, yeah, it certainly is alarming uh, to to hear of uh, uh, different things happening in the UK right now. Now, mate, um, you know, we're really excited about this big event, Thursday, October 7, uh, Reset or Revival, Understanding the Times. I've been privileged to uh, have you speak at my church a couple of times on uh, your Understanding the Times tour when you were travelling around Australia back in the good old days. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we are able to go online and watch you speak next Thursday night, and if people want to sign up, they go to vision.org.au, register, uh, get your church involved, your small groups, your Bible study groups, get everyone involved. Uh, We're going to um, whet people's appetites a little bit today. Tell us a bit about what is the theme, Reset or Revival, all about?
0: Thanks for asking, Matt. Well, those that have been following Understanding the Times, and even if you haven't, our goal is very simple. We want to give you insight for today, and hope for tomorrow. We're hearing all kinds of interesting words out there, and one of them is wokeness, or as the British call it, wokery. And we need to know about this issue, because it is (laughs) adversely affecting so much of what we do. It's almost like a spirit that takes hold of someone and will not let them go. But we're seeing a, shall we say, a fissure or a division between people, between mainstream people and the woke elite, or the, the up-and-coming university students and, and others who somehow have woken up to a, a whole new world of social justice and equality and tolerance. But these do not mean what you think they mean. So, vocabulary has been hijacked and We see a good example of wokery from Prince Harry himself, who had gone from being a very, very highly popular royal, a working royal, to now he's lecturing us on everything, from climate change to how to vote in a U.S. election, bearing in mind that the monarchy is politically neutral. Oh, and and it just continues on. So that's one thing we're going to learn about the effects of cancel culture. And by the way, we need not be victims of cancel culture. As Christians, we're called to be victors, not victims. But it takes being a full-on believer for that to happen. So there will be a fair bit of coverage, not only talking about some of the current events that are happening in our world as I speak, but we're going to look at the spiritual solutions. We always want to end with hope and with a challenge, or shall we say, a call to action. If we don't have revival, then we're in serious trouble. But the good news, Matt, is there's anecdotal evidence that revival is beginning to break out, and not just in a place here or a place there, but in a more universal manner. And so I talk about it a lot too.
1: Well, I'm very excited to hear about uh, the theme of revival that you're tackling as well, because I just believe that You know, it is our only hope that the church needs to awaken. The church doesn't need to be woke. It needs to be awoken to the gospel of Jesus and uh, to be revived. Uh, And that's what revival means when when dead comes to life. That's what we need, the dead churches to come alive. Uh, Another topic that you're tackling is about religious freedom. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people are saying that religious freedom is disappearing here in Australia. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, We have a major challenge in Australia, and I don't fully yet understand how this happened. But in the United Kingdom and the United States, there are some very strong laws protecting freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. I've seen that. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't be harassed and hassled in those countries. They are. But if push comes to shove, they are let off the hook because of these things. I understand there is no legislation in Australia, nor is there anything mentioned in the Constitution about protection of religious liberties. We have simply just been very blessed for over a century with the ability to say what we want in our churches and without any worry about recrimination from government bodies or anyone else. But just remember, in Victoria, this year they passed the conversion therapy ban, which criminalizes prayer for people asking to be prayed for against unwanted same-sex attractions. That could attract, what is it, a $10,000 fine and, or 10 years in prison for prayer? Now, when there's criminalizing any kind of prayer for whatever reason, that is a serious infringement on religious liberty. So, yeah, it's starting to happen in Australia But we need religious liberty legislation, and the government, there's reasons why they're doing a go slow. I'm not saying it's all bad reasons, but the fact is we need to be very vocal. We want our freedoms protected. If they have to be codified, so be it. But this situation of being at the mercy of woke progressive governments that don't want us to have our freedom of conscience must not be allowed to continue.
1: And we've got Soren from Melbourne. How are you, Soren? I am good, thank you very much. I am good. Have you got a question for Dr. Camille? Yes, I
2: do. Well, I'm a believer myself, and uh, my question to Dr. Camille, Brother Camille, is this. Now, when we do go to Revelation, and when we do read uh, in the book of Revelation about the mark of the beast, it's a very, very serious topic at the moment. one of the biggest signs is that uh, if we do get to the stage where we won't be able to buy or sell anymore, now wouldn't that wouldn't this be one of the biggest signs that this uh, so-called double jab, uh, double injection, double whatever we need to get?
1: It's this is it. Okay. Like, uh, All right. What what good question. Opinion? Good question. Let's let's see what Doctor Camille thinks. Uh, are you there, mate?
0: Yes, I'm there and. In- Hello to Soren, and hello to Melbourne, my hometown. Anyway, the mark of the beast, the 666, it's, it's amazing. Even unchurched people, they know about the 666, or at least they've heard it. <laughs> let's just say that, yes, the double jab, and you won't be able to keep your job, or what have you. Uh, yeah, it does echo like what we read in Revelation. However, let's also remember that the 666 is the, the beast's number. It's his number, and it's what's the, shall we say, the passcode to getting what you need. What we may find, and in fact, we trust it will be the case, that far from being able to impose these draconian restrictions on not just religious liberty, but even your ability to buy and sell, is there appears to be a pushback, there's certainly a major pushback on such draconian laws in Europe, amazingly. We thought Europe was all left-wing and woke. Well, they do have still some common sense in Europe, and so they're fighting back. In the UK, there's been pushback too, in the United States as well, and I understand in Melbourne there's there's rumblings, there's protests and all these kind of things. So, look, I can appreciate seeing a similarity, and it's good to, how should we say, line up what we see in world events with the Bible, but let's also make sure we don't uh, jump to conclusions. And I think it's, at this moment, premature to say it's the mark of the beast. I think there can also be, with revival, this word again is pushback that will uh, keep the forces of darkness at bay for, for years to come as well.
1: So, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, let me just go back to this line. You there? Sorry, good. sorry, mate. What are your thoughts, buddy?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 was really really good. Um, I'm listening to it uh, at the moment and everything. Yeah, well, it's one of these things. To me, to me personally, one of the biggest signs of the beginning of the tribulation, the beginning of the of the pain, is um, that uh, we will not be able to buy and sell. Now that. That that is to me. Um, now I don't know. Um, I do really appreciate the comments of Brother Camille, and uh, yeah, like All everybody's right, got different opinions. Thank,
1: thank, you, thank you so very much. much. Thanks for, for your call. God bless. Thank you. Have a good
2: day. God bless you. Thank
1: you. Bye. And interestingly, Doctor Camille, I heard uh, Pastor Greg Laurie on Vision Radio this morning. Uh, answering that the the exact same way that you just did, <laughs> he said that you know oh, right. a lot of people are saying that you know the double jab could be the mark of the beast. But he said you know the mark of the beast will be obvious. It won't be something that you can get accidentally. And I thought that was a good point.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll have to remember that. Mm. Uh,
1: and yeah, uh, you know, obviously it is a precursor to something greater. You know whether there you know a lot of people are saying these digital passports and. It could be a chip in your, because it does say your right hand or your forehead, doesn't it? In in the, in the book of Revelation. Yes, mm. yes. And uh, that's certainly not the case with the double jab. It's just in your in your in your arm. So, uh, but it's certainly a precursor, and you know it, it could happen in our lifetime, Doctor Camille.
0: It well, it could happen in our lifetime. Mm. But can I just say, I've been hearing about this mark of the beast all my life, and that it's just around the corner, and I dare say many that are listening have been the same but let's be level-headed let's be factual let's not jump to conclusions and whatever we do let us not stir up fear in the hearts of others that is not what god wants us to do
1: mm, absolutely well we are blessed to have dr camille majli with us live from the uk and we've got kathy uh, who has uh, called up with a question uh, welcome along kathy how are you Hi, uh, I'm very well, thank you. you got a question for Dr. Camille.
3: Yes, hi, doctor. Good morning. Um, My question is woke and awake. Can you clarify what they mean? Please.
0: Okay, sure. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your question. First of all, uh, the word woke and wokery (laughs) or wokeism, it was relatively new to me as well. In fact, I picked it up on a previous Understanding the Times tour when I was in Kalgoorlie, WA. So thank you, Bill Kirkland, in Oasis Church, AOG, in Kalgoorlie, because he was the one <laughs> that told me about it. In fact, I had to go to the ends of the earth to hear about this word. Anyway, what it means is an individual who wakes up to what we call left-wing social justice causes. It could be climate change, climate change, immigration, LGBT rights, racism, and they become very, shall we say, almost like an inverted revival. They become very activist, they become very outspoken, they become incredibly angry, and it really tribalizes people. They call wokeism the weaponization of grievance and it can be incredibly unforgiving, like, for example, in council culture. Awakening, of course, is something entirely different. This is what we believe has to do with revival waking up to the things of God and simultaneously falling asleep to the things of the world. So those are two very different things, even though they sound similar woke and awaken.
3: Okay.
1: Right. Okay. Thank you. Is that is that it? Yes, thank you so much, Cathy. Yes, that's now, it. Now, Cathy, I'm just going to ask, are you going to join the uh, Understanding the Times event next Thursday night?
4: Oh, yes, 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 absolutely.
1: Wonderful. It'll be a great night, and uh, we're encouraging everyone yes. to uh, to sign up for it. Thank you so much, Cathy. Thank you, Cathy. Thank you
4: so much. Thank
1: yeah. you, Doctor. Bye-bye. And once again, Bye. people can sign up at vision.org.au. And uh, we've got Bruce from the south coast of New South Wales. How are you, Bruce? Good, thank you. Have you got a question for Dr. Camille?
4: Uh, yes, please. Go for it. Good morning, Doctor. Enjoy your early morning. Um,
1: <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. A
4: lot ago about things of the past, and I can remember when they brought the barcodes out, that was very much the mark of the beast. But my question is this. The mark of the beast in Revelation, isn't that a warning to Christians to keep their eyes on Christ and to follow him and not get caught up in rubbish.
0: Okay, well, by the way, I remember the barcodes being (laughs) the mark of the beast too, and I was deterred. by the way, when I was hearing this kind of thing, the last thing I wanted to know was about Bible prophecy, because I found it alarming and confusing. I don't think that way anymore. I believe we need it more than ever. So look, I'll try to, see if I can address your question as is. But we need to be very careful not to jump to conclusions, be very uh, leery of conspiracy theories, and basically running with half information. We're already struggling to have the truth uh, come front and center. We call it a post-truth world, and and we as Christians don't want to be part of it. Anything we hear like that, whether it's about the mark of the beast or the vaccines or what have you, Let's be factual, but let's be people of faith. And yes, we're supposed to be keeping our eyes on the Lord at all times, mark or no mark. And one of the things the awakening, or shall we say, not the awakening, the shaking is doing, where the world as we knew it just two years ago seems to be gone forever, is it's meant to draw us closer to God and to a deeper and more fruitful spiritual walk. So, look, as far as Marks of the Beast, I would say if someone brings it up to you, that's a good conversation piece to begin to talk to them about a great commitment to Christ and to join forces so we can have this revival that God promised we will have and that will make a massive difference to Australia and to the world.
4: Thank you.
1: Good on you, Bruce. Thanks for your call, mate. Are you, are you going to join in for the uh, Understanding the Times event on Thursday?
4: Oh, probably. I've got to see if it's on my calendar, to be honest. <laughs>
1: be Good on you, mate. Okay, we, then. Thank get, you very much. You can go and sign up at the website. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, mate. God bless. And phone lines are open on one 316 316 if you'd like to call through. Our guest is Dr. Camille Magidly, and he's uh, in the UK at the moment. We've got Steve from Parks in New South Wales. How are you, Steve? Yeah, good day, and God bless you both. How are you both? Very good. Good, thank you, Steve. Yeah, well, the reason
4: I rang is, uh, you know, the deterioration in, uh, oh, I don't know, the attacks on uh, on democracy around the world. Why is uh, all of a sudden Godless communism and the Antichrist? Uh, I don't know whether you two gentlemen are familiar with. Four portraits done by an American artist called Norman Rockwell. They were freedom of speech, freedom from want, freedom of religion and faith, and freedom of fear, which were um, uh, put together after the UN, which seems to have even turned their back on what they called the UN Declaration of Human Rights, 1948 to 1998, which were put together after World War Two. You can have a look at the Four Freedoms done by uh, American artist Norman Rockwell. If you just type it in, You four beautiful portraits symbolising the work after World War II. Uh, and they put together what was called the UN Declaration of Human Rights, 1948 uh, to 1998, which enshrined worldwide uh, after World War II uh, Civil uh, liberties for people universally around the world, you know, to rebuild w- with a, a with a code of living based on, uh, say, the Ten Commandments, and um, um, uh, you know, it's as though that they're, they're being bulldozed down by the Antichrist and godless communism and they woke and cancel culture. Uh, we seem to be repeating the and returning to the awful inhumanities of world wars. Uh, how do we get back to the old, you know, the old teachings? I, I, I can't, I only claim progress. I don't claim perfection with things myself, but we seem to have abandoned the humanities. We're going, the, the world governments wants to dehumanise everyone and uh, abandon, you know... Human values, which we all shared, epitomised in Norman Rockwell, the American artist, work, four freedoms: freedom of speech, um, freedom of, from want, freedom of religion and faith, and freedom from fear. Well, you know, what, what, what is uh, Dr. Camille's thoughts on on the four freedoms and the attacks by godless communists and the Antichrist? Thank you, Steve. Dr. Camille, what are your thoughts? Uh-
0: Great question, Steve. Now here is my response. First of all, we're all for the four freedoms, no question about it. Second, the attack on the freedoms that we're seeing currently have been a long time in coming, long time, probably even before we were born. It was on the move because it's it's called globalism, globalism, pantheistic socialism, that kind of things. The way it infiltrated into society, into big business, into uh, Hollywood, into the establishment media is through the educational system, the universities. So these forces, these globalists, they've been targeting the universities for decades and the ideologies taught in Germany in the 1930s, these same kind of ideologies are being taught in our universities, especially in the West, now. So Oh, no wonder we're getting woke social justice warriors who feel they're doing a very moral crusade by closing down highways, taking over Walmarts in the U.S., uh, doing the extreme actions that they're doing. So how do we return? Well, that's the theme of next week's message, reset or revival. If we do nothing or we hide our head in the sand, well, we are going to get a reset. But there's still time to draw close to God, and be part of what the Holy Spirit is doing of bringing revival into the earth today. People are getting saved. One evangelist said that in the middle of his sermon, a drug dealer interrupted the sermon, not to heckle. He says, I can't wait to the end of this message. I want Jesus now. That's what we want. So this is the thing we need to do. Draw close to God, in step with the spirit return to the full counsel of the word and let the holy spirit light a fire in us that cannot be quenched
1: well said amen thank you so much steve for your call phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316 and dr camille i will just tell you that i was at a detention center two weeks ago uh, doing a uh, an outreach and a young man said to me uh, i was in having a conversation with him talking about vision radio and the word for today and He said, mate, can I just ask, um, what's the plan to get to heaven? How do you get to heaven? And I was like, whoa. So I shared the gospel with him, led him to the Lord and two other guys. And I said to my wife, it's like the fish are jumping into the boat at the moment. People are just so open to hearing the gospel. I, I think the world is ripe for revival, Dr. Camille. What do you think?
0: Absolutely. It's what we've been praying for for a long time, just as the godless, secular globalists have their vision, well, God has his and his people would do well to come into the program, so to speak, and shall we say jump into the river and go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. So, yes, we are on the cusp of revival.
1: Amen. And, you know, my my church in Brisbane does an outreach to homeless shelters. We've seen over a 1,000 people come to Christ since COVID uh, just by doing street evangelism and going into the shelters with food And uh, people are more open to a conversation about God More than ever I believe it is time for revival And we're seeing it We're seeing the beginnings of it We've just got to be workers in the harvest field Before I get going I do have another caller to go to we better get into it Uh, We've got Beth from New South Wales Have you got a question or a comment for Dr Camille?
3: Yeah, hi Dr Camille Um, Yeah, I have heard you um, talk uh, once before uh, Came to our hometown And really enjoyed it Um, But Our son has um, got into all sorts of um, uh, things on the internet and so forth, and he's come up with this book of Thomas, and it's right off, but he just won't accept anything that I say. Have you heard anything about it?
0: I have vaguely heard about it. Uh, I think it's called the Gospel of Thomas. And uh, look, it's not part of Scripture, and it should not be taken as such. Sometimes these, what we call apocryphal books, have certain information that may be of interest, but just because it has information that is of interest doesn't mean we take it as gospel. I believe God superintended the canon of scripture, and every one of the 66 books of the Bible is in there by divine design, all interrelated and therefore we are warned more than once not to add or subtract to these things. So the last thing I want to do is add another book to the Bible, which is what some people with the Gospel of Thomas would love to do.
1: Very good. Thank you so much, Beth, for your call. Phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. And we've got Dr. Graham McLennan from Orange in New South Wales. How are you, Graham? Very well, thank Matt, yeah, great. And I we've got
3: a station here too, which has just begun the last couple of months. It's you've just great. got a
1: brand new frequency in, in Orange, hey? Yeah, 87.6 FM. Yeah, and and we should great. just give a disclaimer. You're one of the board members here at Vision Radio, aren't you, Graham? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my word. Oh, I yeah, better behave myself, bad. mate. What, what's your question?
3: Well, I, just a remark first and then a uh, question. Uh, with, there's a lot of emphasis on in times, and I remember going through all this process we're going through now with the millennium bug, you know, the Y2K business and people are going hysterical about it and planes are going to drop out of the air and everything and nothing happened at all. So I think that, uh, you know, I think it's sometimes based on our theology of pre-millennialism, which I think is, um, you know, the Americans, uh, when they founded America, were post-millennialists, most of them, and they believed in building a kingdom rather than just trying to... uh, figure out when we're going to have all the bloom and doom like in Jeremiah 14 and 15. But anyway, my question is, um, you know, I think we get what we vote for. The people in Victoria who uh, who are are very anxious at the moment and think Andrews is a dictator, the thing is that that many Christians, including bishops, including Christian leaders and and many Christians, voted for um, Andrews, but also they... Voted for a person who was a senator, Senator Gareth Evans, who's quoted in the Sydney Morning Herald, page 11, sent from May 1976, that children want a right to sexual freedom and education and protection from the influence of Christianity. So, in one sense, they've brought a curse on themselves by voting for evil. And I think that we need to understand that we need to have our priorities right when we vote. Dr
1: Dr. Camille, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, first of all, hello Graham. I remember you well from over twenty years ago. I think I still get your emails all these years, and miss seeing you in Orange when I came a couple of years ago. So, as far as you get what you vote for, uh, yes, that is true to some extent. But not everybody votes <laughs> for what they vote for. Not everyone votes for the. They, they, but look. Uh, we, What I've been telling people, instead of getting all angry at our wayward politicians, why don't we start praying for them? And I've actually made it a point to tell people to pray specifically for key leaders of the nation, not just the prime minister and the cabinet, but of course for premiers as well, and parliamentarians, and so on. We will not just get the kind of politicians we vote for, we will get the politicians we pray for. And I really fervently believe that in a coming revival, it's not going to just touch the church. We're believing the revival to touch all the major organs, or shall we say, influences in society, like the media, academia, judiciary, the arts, and so on. After all, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the Earth as the waters cover the sea. We want to see the Holy Spirit do the same throughout the whole of society. So voting has its important place, of course, but I say prayer is even more important. After all, you only vote every so often, but prayer you can do every day of your life.
1: Amen. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Dr. Graham, thank you so much for your call, Mike. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, Yeah, bless you, Mike. God bless. Dr. Graham McLean. Of course, he's a uh, dentist, actually retired now uh, in Orange.
0: Retired dentist.
1: A retired dentist, a great yeah. man of God. And he and I were part of the team for the National Day of Prayer and Fasting in Australia. And I do know that he's very passionate about praying for our leaders as well. So it was uh, a great response there, uh, Dr. Camille. Now, we are about to wrap up. Uh, but uh, before we go, Dr. Camille, we just want to encourage people once again, the Understanding the Times event, Reset or Revival. It's next week, Thursday, October 7th. And you can register at vision.org.au. They will provide you with a link. You can watch online. And there's going to be some live Q&A as well. Is that right?
0: Yes, that's the plan.
1: Fantastic. Well, mate, it's been so good to have you with us today all the way from the UK. You can go back to bed in just a moment. But I just wanted to ask too, um, I've always said to Neil Johnson that I think it'd be great if he hosted a TV show with you where you could get together around a a dinner table – and unpack all these big topics, and we could call it a meal with Neil and Camille. What do you think?
0: <laughs> I've been hearing that <laughs> phrase for years. <laughs> Only in the corridors of Vision Christian <laughs> Radio.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. It's out on the airwaves now. Let's, uh, let's see if we can work on getting a program going with, with Neil and, and Camille. Uh, it's been so good to catch up with you, mate. And uh, once again, if people want to find out more, uh, you've also got a new <coughs> book available, The Prophet from Babylon. Understanding the Book of Daniel. I preached through the uh, Book of Daniel a couple of years ago. Absolutely uh, mind-blowing book. Uh, it goes hand-in-hand with the Book of Revelation. So if you want to learn more about Dr. Camille's view of uh, the Book of Daniel, it's also available at visionstore.org.au. Highly recommended. And you've got plenty of other resources available at Vision Store as well. Uh, we, we do have to go. Our time is up. But thank you for your time, Dr. Camille. God bless.
0: Thank you, Matt, and God bless Australia. See you next week.
1: See you next week. Looking forward to it.
3: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to
0: vision.org.au.